be really different in one aspect of your product, but don't over innovate. So don't, so in 10% of your product be radically different, but for 90%, don't try and reinvent the wheel. Like an example here would be take protein bars, right? People yeah. just want what they want from a flavor standpoint. They, they want chocolate, they want peanut butter, and then there's a variety of other things, cookie dough, cookies and cream, et cetera. But basically like the flavor profiles they want are the flavor profiles they want. And if you want to be, let's say like a brain food bar, but then also you're coming in with like a goji berry passion fruit because you want to have really unique flavors, you're going to lose because you over innovated. People don't, you have to meet people where they are. And some, you know, a couple of people will love that, but like the mass market will not. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Will Nitz. I hopefully have pronounced that correctly. Will is the founder and CEO of IQ Bar, a startup that makes delicious vegan and plant-based protein bars and hydration mixes that nourish your brain and body. Welcome, Will. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Great to have you here. Very exciting to to speak to you about your product. When did you when did you launch it? Yeah, we launched in January of we did a Kickstarter in January 2018, and then we fulfilled our first order mid 2018. Oh, okay. And how is it going so far? It's going well. It's going well. We've grown a massive amount. We've grown basically 100 percent every year for the last four years. So. Yeah, we're in about 8,000 nice. retail locations. have a pretty big online presence and continue to grow. That's awesome, Will. So what sets IQ Bar apart from other plant-based protein bars? Yeah, so a couple of things. The most obvious one is we are centered on the brain as well as the body. So most bars out there are focused on, you know, some sort of diet could be high protein, weight loss, fiber, mm -hmm. what have you. They're all bodily concerns. And we're really the first one to pull in the brain as well as the body. So we have things like omega-3s and flavonoids and medium chain triglycerides and all these things that are good for your brain as well as being, you know, having 12 grams plant protein, seven to 10 grams fiber and things like that. So we tie all that together, but also Another reason we, we have gained a bit of popularity is we thread a dietary needle across pretty much every diet. So if you, you know, our bars are super low sugar, low carb, they comply with the keto diet. If you're on the paleo diet, they work. If you're a vegan, they work. So it, it kind of fits pretty much every diet. Very good. And where do you see this company going in the next couple of years? Well, our goal is to dominate the brain and body space. So we, we have bars, but then we also moved into hydration. So we have a product called IQ Mix, 
which is similar concept, but in hydration. So there's brain nutrients in, in the product in addition to body centric electrolytes. And then we're moving into coffee after that with a product called IQ Joe. So we're trying to sort of platformize ourselves uh, as a brain and body nutrition company. And we want to own that space eventually. Very good. Is there any like studies that you have conducted that shows before and after? Yeah, we try not to. So we don't want to be in a new, a nutraceutical or medicine or anything like that. We want to be firmly in the food category and not to mention studies like that are, you know, a million or $2 million to, to truly do a, a placebo controlled double blind study. But Basically, what we do is we look at what are what are all the compounds or nutrients that have the biggest wealth of scientific research suggesting they're good for your brain. So things like omega-3s or things like flavonoids. And then we optimize the products around those. So what are the whole food ingredients that are highest in, let's say, vitamin E? So it would be things like almonds or sunflower seeds. So we'll, those will be key components of our products. But yeah, so we, we basically look at whole food ingredients richest in those compounds. And on our site, we have all the scientific research behind those compounds themselves. But we're very careful. We, we don't ever say like, eat this and that will happen, right? We just want to be the brain healthiest product. We just want to have things that are rich in compounds that have been shown to be good for your brain. And it's definite that the people are experiencing some kind of change, right? If you, you see the popularity or sales are increasing, they're definitely seeing something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, we can hook people in, in a bunch of different ways. Like it's just a good tasting product. You know, people want to snack on good tasting products. So even if you just want to snack, it works. And then again, I, High protein, so great for pre-post workout, high fiber, good for digestion. So there's so many value propositions that helps us keep keep people around. Very good. So what exactly inspired this? Were you always in this field from day one, or is there a story behind it? Yeah. So I was really into the brain and psychology and neuroscience and things like that in college. I studied, a, I minored in psychology and neuroscience, and that was really actually my passion. I found it late in my college experience, but I wanted to do something in that realm. And I didn't know how to turn that into a job. So I, I took a job in software by default. I didn't really know what else I wanted to do uh, out of college, but I was not passionate about it. I, I was selling software to oil and gas companies and flying to Houston all the time. And it just, I wasn't into software and I wasn't all that into oil and gas. But I got really into nutrition at that time for personal reasons. I was feeling not great on a daily basis and had mental fatigue and brain fog and headaches and things like that. I was also working really long hours, so that didn't help. But I got really into nutrition to resolve that or to try to resolve that. And then at that point, I got really fascinated in this intersection of nutrition and cognition. And I read a book called Grain Brain, which really, really fascinated me, which is basically looking at how do the things you eat impact how you think today, but also how do the things you eat over the course of 40, 50 years impact what your brain looks like when you're 
60, 70. And the, the basic, the, you know, the dots he was connecting in the book were basically, if you eat a high carb diet, high glycemic diet over the course of time, you're, it's not going to be good for your brain. You're more likely to get neurodegenerative disease, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, et cetera. And then also just on a short-term basis, you're going to feel like crap. I mean, you know, you're going to think slower, you're going to crash more often, et cetera. So I got really into this low carb as it relates to the brain diet. And then I was just like, well, why does this not exist in a ready to eat form? Why does brain food not exist? Quote unquote. And yeah, that was really what kicked it off. And then from there, like once you came up with the product, we don't need to go into how you put it together, but once you actually had the product, what steps did you take to launch it initially? Well, I had no idea what I was doing because I didn't have any background in consumer goods or food or nutrition. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a foodie and none of that. So I basically, I live in Boston. So I found all the people who had consumer goods, food-based consumer goods companies in Boston. I pinged them on email or LinkedIn, or if I could find their phone number, I called them. And then I sat down with all of them. They were all kind enough to sit down with me for coffee. And I just peppered them with questions. So I was like, how do you set up a supply chain? How do you manufacture? What should your gross margin be? Should I be an LLC or a C Corp? You know, basically every, every, like what website platform should I be on Squarespace or Shopify? And I got answers to all of those and kind of triangulated it because different people said different things. And yeah, one of the, those companies was manufacturing bars. And they're doing so in Washington state. They linked me up with their co-packer and called the co-packer and they agreed to make our product. And yeah, I mean, there's a zillion other details of course, but that was, that was the high level of how we got started. That's great. What do you feel in that process? Was there any specific failure that you came across or, or a challenge? that if you had to do it over again, you would definitely know not to do. Now, in those early stages or just over the early of stages the, or yeah. even during the, the startup phase? <clears throat> it's hard to say because, you know, I would say it'd be cool to have known more about food science and product development, yeah. maybe spent more time developing our products. And, but I, I don't know that. It's like, you know what you know at the time and it's hindsight's always twenty twenty, and you, you know, you kind of have to get a product out into market, start getting feedback and iterate on that. The way we did the whole, how, the way we financed the business in retrospect was worked well. Basically we raised a little bit of money that allowed us to run a really successful Kickstarter. And then on the back end of that, we raised a decent amount more money. And, you know, so oftentimes you have horror stories about someone sold some huge portion of their company yeah. way too early. And that really wasn't mm -hmm. the case with us. We were Good. pretty, pretty anti-dilutive in the early stages. So I don't really have many regrets, I guess, perhaps getting a product person sooner would, would be, would have been good. You live and die by your your products and your product quality. So, but no, I don't, I don't, 
all, all the oh, like her, right? mistakes have come actually not in the early phase more, more so like Later medium on. phase i guess one big mistake we we had early was we went into cbs but again i don't know if this is a mistake I, it was kind of a shit show for lack of a better term because we went into 3,000 stores less than six months after we had sold our first bar. So we were in every city in America because CVS approached us and they were interested in carrying us. And so we had to figure out how to manufacture all these things. Yeah. And then how do you sell them once they're on the, on the shelf? You know, which is, we were in some random set in the back corner of the store. And so kind of product expired. We got a huge chargeback. Oh no. From CVS and. But again, like we, I can't say I regret that a ton because that got us a bunch of sales. We then were able to the go out and raise, too. raise money. Yeah, I got the message out. We were able to raise money based on those sales at a higher valuation. Then that led to a bunch of other things. So I can't say that actually mm -hmm. that it was a mistake per se, but yeah. it was definitely a challenging experience. Yeah, definitely. The great thing about that is you took the action, you took the step, you know, so I'm not sure either if that's a, that's a regret or a, or a mistake, because I think anybody in that position would take that order. Yeah, right? totally. I mean, if I did it again, yeah, I had more money, I had more time and, you know, probably you don't grow that quick. Mm. That was a crazy way to grow. Like we were in basically no, awesome. no locations. And then we were in 3000. So how did you manage the manufacturing, like the manufacturing, the people that you worked with to manufacture this product, they were able to, to produce that much. We had quickly? to move to a new contract manufacturer for that order. It was crazy. We only had like two, oh. three months to totally move all our operation. Wow. And by the way, it was across country. It was Washington state um, to New York state. Yeah. So it was a crazy time. That's amazing, um, though. But because, yeah, the, the guys in Washington State couldn't make that many bars. We were going from like maybe yeah. 20,000 20, bars exactly. to 200,000 bars. So, I mean, we had a 10x our output. And uh, yeah, we found an, a, a group that could do it. And that's good. Got it done. That's wonderful. Can you share some tips to entrepreneurs that are looking to launch their own product? I would say really, really, really focus on the unit economics and, and you might not have great unit economics to, to start because you don't have all that much leverage with suppliers. Mm -hmm. At least have to have a believable path to, you know, ideally a 60% margin, but at least a 45 or 50% margin, gross margin. So that's a big one, right? Because if you, if you don't have that, you're just, you're always going to be fighting a really, really tough battle. Cause you're going to have to spend a lot on marketing to, to grow yeah. your business. That's one thing. I, I guess the second thing would be, you know, be really, really different in one aspect of your products, but don't over innovate. So don't, so in 10% of your product be radically different, but for 90%, don't try and reinvent the wheel. Like, an example here would Continue be what works. Yeah. Well, like take protein bars, right? People yeah. just want what they want from a flavor standpoint. They, they want chocolate, they want peanut butter. And then there's a variety of other things, cookie dough, cookies and cream, et cetera. But 
basically like the flavor profiles they want or the flavor profiles they want. And if you want to be, let's say like a brain food bar, but then also you're coming in with like a goji berry passion fruit because you want to have really unique flavors, you're going to lose because you over-innovated. People don't, you have to meet people where they are. And some, you know, a couple of people will love that, but like the mass market will not. So you, you picked too many places to innovate. Whereas if yeah. it's a chocolate bar, it's kind of similar to that chocolate bar, but it's like really different in that it's a brain and body bar. Just enough innovation such that you're still meeting people where they are, but you're, right, you know, you're meaningfully different in that one vector. Have you ever, I'm not sure about this, like I haven't come across it, but has anyone developed a avocado bar? Oh man, that that would spoil in like two days. Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> the the shelf life, there's bar. no shelf life. There's no. no shelf life to that, right? No, no. Avocados, yeah, have a pretty short shelf life. So, I mean, people use avocado oil. That mm -hmm. point is... But not a bar because it wouldn't last, right? No, no. And that's, I mean, this is why bars are so challenging. You need to create a product that will last on shelf for a year. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, man. Not refrigerated. And then when you do that, the ingredients that you use, are they, do they tend to be healthy though? Like if they have a shelf life of 12 months? Yeah. I mean, ingredient, like if you take a handful of almonds, that'll... Yeah. be fine in a yeah. year it yeah. what really what causes spoilage is moisture so because moisture causes chemical reactions to occur well it's, it's an it's a variety of things it's heat moisture and sunlight and mm -hmm. but let's just say it's kept in a sealed package and not a super hot room or, or location you know, it's on a cool store shelf it, it's basically moisture which is facilitating chemical reactions, which then cause something to spoil. So oh. if you control your moisture of your product, many things last very, very long time. Right? Good point. Honey is mm -hmm. completely natural and you, you can, honey can sit on a shelf for 10 years and you can try it and it'll taste yeah. the exact same. So it's not so much like, is it good for you? It's just, can you be creative about really controlling things that make natural ingredients spoil. In other words, water, sunlight, heat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So can you share with us what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in life? I think it's two things. I would say it's a growth mindset. I don't know if you've ever read Mindset by Carol Dweck, but yeah. No. Growth mindset, a big, big big fan of that being an, yeah, a, same here. A, a constant beginner and but also having mm -hmm. the confidence that you can learn anything mm -hmm. there's nothing you can't get good at um yeah. and then just like dogged persistence i think yeah look it helps i don't know i don't have kids i'm a young guy i'm healthy I try to stay healthy but also just i have built like this muscle memory of candidly working 
a lot, like working long hours, six, seven, six to seven days a week for years at a time. And whether or not that's a good thing that in my opinion is what it takes to get something off the ground. So, I mean, that there's just a sheer hard work component that you yeah. can't really get around. Mm -hmm. I love the point that you made about persistence, right? And then, you know, you know, having that, having that faith that you can learn anything and you just got to go after it and be consistent and be persistent will bring you those results that you're seeking. Thank you, Will. Thank you so much for coming on our show today and, and taking the time to share your message, share your project and your product and, you know, how you got there, you know, and I'm wishing you all the best, continue to grow. I'm definitely going to check out your bar if it's available and where I go, but I'll definitely take a look. Online. Amazon, is it available on Amazon? Yeah, so well? we're on Amazon. Okay. It's called IQ Bar. Eat IQ Bar, E A T I Q B A R.com. And then, easy. Yeah, we're, we have a store locator, Walmart, Sprouts, cool. Wegmans, et cetera. Awesome. Thanks, Will. Audience, thank you so much for joining us once again. Will's information will be in the show notes. Take a look at his bar, the quality of the product. And I'm sure that, you know, seeing that there's so many people using it, it must be good. So it's worth a try. Thanks again for joining us. And thank you, Will. Awesome.